Welcome, everyone. We're now at Chapter 13, the halfway mark of our course. In Learning Objective 13.1, we're going to describe the tax and the non-tax aspects of employer-provided defined benefit plans from both the employer's and employee's perspective. Benefits are determined based on the years of service and salary. The maximum annual benefit is capped and adjusted upward annually for inflation. Benefits vest over time using either a five-year cliff or seven-year graded vesting schedule. Employers deduct cash contributions to fund the plan, and the employees treat cash distributions as ordinary income in the year received. Employers will bear the investment risk with defined benefit plans. They must set aside enough money to meet future pension obligations. Premature distribution and minimum distribution penalties don't typically apply to defined benefit distributions. Do note, however, because of the high cost of both funding and maintaining the defined benefit plans, they are waning in popularity, especially in the private sector. Let's look at question 50 from the textbook to put together some of the concepts we've just heard of in the learning objective. He had recently graduated and started his career with DNL, and DNL provides a defined benefit plan to all employees. According to the terms of that plan, for each full year of service working for the employer, the employee receives a benefit of 1.5% of his average salary over their highest three years of compensation from the company. Now, the employee may accrue only 30 years of benefit under the plan, a benefit of up to 45%. And we're asked to determine his annual benefit on retirement before taxes and under each of the following scenarios. Scenario A, our employee had worked for DNL for three years and three months before leaving for another job. His annual salary was 55,000, 65,000, 70, and 72 for years one, two, three, and four and the company uses five-year cliff vesting. Here, only the three full years he worked for DNL could count toward his retirement benefit. Because DNL uses the five-year cliff vesting schedule, and because he worked for DNL for less than five years, he does not vest in any of the retirement benefit. So his before-tax annual benefit from DNL on retirement will be zero. Let's look at the other case where he works for DNL for 32 years and three months before retiring with annual salary the final three years of $175,000, dollars and $190,000. Here, our taxpayer will be vested 100% in his total retirement benefit, and he's going to be eligible for the maximum, 45%, that is, one and a half percent for each of the 30 years. Now, the average of his three highest years will be 183,333, and his before-tax benefit will be 45% of that average, or 82,500. This concludes Learning Objective 13.1.